Okay, folks, welcome this morning to the Fife Property Show. We're going to be talking today about changing rooms, relaunching the Fife home with that different look. I mean, if you've taken a break from selling for the in the last year and you're ready to try again, or if your home is still for sale and you'd like to refresh your market in a bit, well, this show is actually for you. This is the ideal situation, especially with the new year. This is an opportunity as well to build on what you've got and not actually just write off everything and reset it. It's actually building on top of what you've got already. So we've all said at some point that a change is as good as a rest. That's that's ultimately true, isn't it, Perry? Absolutely, a change is as good as a rest. And I think a refresh does us all the world a good in all manner of our lives, actually, whether it's your home, your working life, your social life, everything, isn't it? Yeah, and whether it's uh, switching careers or changing a routine, right? Doing things differently um, is the route to new results. It's the same old question about, you know, I've always remembered that somebody used to say to me, Jim, what is the height of ignorance? And I went, what is it? And they used to say to me, well, it's doing the same thing, but expecting a different result. And it's exactly. if you keep doing exactly the same thing every single time and you don't change any of these circumstances, then an the environment doesn't change about you, then you're not going to get a different result at all. So it's actually adapting and changing. It doesn't need to be huge changes. It just needs to be a minute change. A classic example of that is if you, everybody's tried at some point to take a bit of paper and a magnifying glass in the sun and try and light the paper. Hands up who's done that. <laughs> me. Well, just only me. <laughs> no, me. <laughs> no, I'm um, not. So everybody's tried to do that. And you notice at some point, you have to get it exact before the paper sets on fire. And this is exactly what happens with your marketing as well. It might just be one small thing that's out of alignment. It could be a price adjustment. It could be the photographs or the lead photograph. It could be it could be the description just not emotive enough to get somebody to click through. It could be the video content isn't emotive enough. You know, it's maybe a silent movie when it should be talking pictures. Um, to get somebody to click through further. And that's the fundamental difference. It's just that adaptation, that slight movement, it then sets it on fire and therefore that's what gets your property more activity. So done a wee bit differently, but not hugely different, just adaptation. You speak to your estate agent. If you're on with somebody else right now, right now, speak to your estate agent. And when it comes to selling your home, nothing could be more truer. Changing the appearance of your property doesn't have to be costly or disruptive either. There are many ways of creating that new look and with surprisingly little effort involved. Often using just furniture and accessories. This is your bag, Perry, straight. <laughs> accessories, it's got to be you. Um, and you can see today, uh, Andrea's got this beautiful grand piano in her living room. <laughs> She's accessorised top notch. Um, I feel I'm maybe needing a little change, though. <laughs> And it could be updating the photography as well. There's the little change. Yeah. To capture and restyle that interior overall. Um, you do get a second chance to catch the eye of anyone who missed you on the first time round. Uh, as well as the year, the new year, the new year's buyers. Remember, in Fife every single day, 
there are 6,000 properties, 6,500 properties roughly coming on the market every single year. And it roughly works out at almost about 20 people make a decision every single day, 20 people every single day in Fife to buy or sell a property. So even though your buyer isn't in the market at this point in time, it could be tomorrow. It could be the next day. However, tomorrow is a day that never comes. You have to focus on what's going to happen right now in the present because there is no future in the past. I'm really profound this morning, am I? <laughs> <laughs> Must be getting near the end of the year. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. God, you're, you're digging deep today, Jim. <laughs> And if you'd like to talk about getting this uh, a new look for your home, just right, and and always to help, that you know you've got a good team here as well uh, to, to do that. So let's ring in the the best time of the year with the tips on how to make that makeover and get your move back on track. What is the first thing we should be looking at, Perry? I think the first thing is really you've got to have focal points. I think you need something in a room that stands out. So every need every room does need something for buyers to focus on. Uh, and that focal point has to convey warmth, has to give light, character. It's all the emotive things that we've spoken about before, isn't it? It's what you see, maybe what you're hearing, maybe what you're smelling. All those things make a difference. Um, and it could be simple things like, you know, people naturally gravitate towards them because you want to see what's outside, don't you? Yeah. and what's potentially looking in at you. So that's a, a big gravitational point. Mm -hmm. um, they draw the eye to the garden, um, they make the rooms feel larger and brighter, um, and it really does make it kind of feel a bit cleaner as well. Um, the classic thing is if you've got wooden floors, isn't it, and you've got sofas that are maybe on those little legs, and you're at the bottom of the room and the sun's glaring across and all you can see is that dust underneath and things like that. It's yeah. just tiny little things that can make a big difference, isn't it? It's also it's also when you walk into a room and you actually see a dirty window, you actually mm -hmm. think to yourself, "There's there's no effort going into this presentation," um, mm -hmm. and that then gives you the subliminal message: "Is there any effort going into looking after this property?" Absolutely, it's a negative impact straight away, isn't it? And then that you've got to then try to overcome that and change that psyche through the rest of the property, isn't it? And that can yeah. be harder. What's your what's your thoughts on this, uh, Andrea? You know, what's um, what's your initial impact on you know when you walk into a room and you see dirty windows? I think we've got to be very mindful that you know people, not everybody that's selling their house lives in a show home, yeah. and and it may be that they'll need some subtle guidance um, as to the best tips to help them get their their house, which is their home, and they might have about fifteen kids running about in it, and they don't have time. They're holding down two jobs at the moment and they don't have time to clean the windows. So I think we do have to be um, subtle in how we yeah. we help and guide our clients. But then equally, you've got a window cleaner that can do it for you. You just get somebody else to do it for you if that's the case. And, and it is a good investment for the small price that you'll pay to do mm -hmm. that. Um, yeah. The classic example yesterday, you know, I was out to someone and they've got a... Jeez, it must be a... They've got a bed and breakfast and it must be about six or seven rooms. They've got six of them rented to students just now at this point in time. And they said, well, how am I going to get photographs of the rooms? They're not exactly in the best shape um, because, you know, it's just the way they live. And I says, but we don't need to do every single room. You know, people just need an overall feel about why they want to buy the mm -hmm. property, how many rooms it's got, what the sizes of the rooms are, um, and possibly, a, a, you know, some sort of video walkthrough and then telling them where it is in proximity to everything else, especially the Five Coastal Path. <laughs> had to get that one in somewhere. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, 
but more than more, and that's it. So you just go with what you've got. So you're absolutely right, Andrea. It's not about having a showhouse. It's actually just giving somebody enough to get them to want to lift up the phone or inquire more, uh, to want more information or actually come and view the property to find out for themselves. They, everybody realises that because not everybody lives in a show home. You know, it's, yeah. it's few and far between when they go around to people's houses. But I did see one the other day in Cellar Dyke and I thought, wow, this thing is really first class. And, and this is my normal day-to-day living. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. It's like, I'm not really sure how I'd be able to manage that. And I think um, it's a bit unreal sometimes, isn't it? If you go into the almost perfect house and you think, you can't possibly actually live in here. And where do you keep your your rubbish, your clutter, your little bits and pieces? Some people do. Don't knock it because that's, <laughs> that's just the way they live. Remember, this is all about routine and habits as well. Yeah. So, you know, if you're in that mindset and that's the sort of thing you do and you tidy up right at the back of yourself every single time, it's easy to maintain a house. I mean, we've proven it with the show we did before about how to make your house viewing ready within two hours. Mm-hmm. And that's an easy one to do. And it's just, it is just a combination of habits that will do that. So what other things can we talk about focal points, Perry? I mean, we're talking about the windows and primarily at this point. And for me, it's about highlighting them. Um, and that could be really simple options. Um, and your curtains are a beautiful big bay window, for instance, and you walk in and half of the bay windows covered with curtains and you can't see all the beauty of yeah. the architecture around the window as well because bay windows are unusual and they do kind of draw people so you want to show off don't you your curtains right. can pull right back and just make that a, a highlighting factor of the room um i think clearing your window cells i call it a window cell people call it ledges but clearing the window cell for me is a big thing as well there's nothing worse if you go into property on the window cells because again it makes it look as though it's, it's cluttered, isn't it? It's, it's a yeah. negative rather than a positive thing. And it goes back to what Andrea was saying. I know people don't want to have a showroom um, house. Some people do live that way. But people also don't want it to be overly clinical. So you do want to have personalisation about the house as well because people want to imagine how they live in it. And if you're a family, they want to see, does the space work for family, doesn't it? Yeah, and I think we should reiterate as well that, you know, in order to sell your house, you don't need to have a showroom condition. No. It, it, it can be easily believed in, lived in. And, and it's just... All it is is people want to realise that can we actually live in this house because they, they have the expectation about your furniture will come out, theirs will come in. And if they yeah. can see their furniture and them living in that that space of that area, um, that's that's as good as it gets for them. Um, so don't have don't put that pressure on yourself when you're out there listening and tuning in to the mm-hmm. expect every single time because I do get people saying, I'm just not ready to sell my house yet. And I'm like, well, what's, why are you not ready? And that's without seeing them. That's just a conversation. I've had a casual conversation. I'm not ready. I've got to get the house tidy. I've got to get paint and decorated. I've got to change the kitchen. I've got, whoa, wait a minute. Where is this Where's this coming from? Well, mm-hmm. you see all these changing room shows. You see all these shows online, you know, on and on, on the television. And, it, you know, it gives the distinct impression that this is what you should do every single time. But, but these shows are designed to get you to watch. And they're only extreme conditions. Um, mm-hmm. For every show it's shown on the television, they go through about ten other shows that they don't show at all because they're, they're not they're more emotive enough and they mm-hmm. won't build enough audience for them um, when they actually show it. So they don't they don't actually broadcast it at all at any point in time for that reason. Um, and some of the broadcasters don't pick it up. Mm. 
for that reason as well. So the expectation of your house showroom condition every single time is is not not a real suggestion at all. It's mm -hmm. just an idea about you know once in a blue moon I will come across somebody's house. It's like that. Um, living rooms, televisions, things like that. What should you do there then? For for me again, when we're talking about the the windows and the light that they bring in, I think it's about making sure that you arrange your furniture in the right way as well. Um, yeah. You want to increase that sight line, don't you? Um, I remember last summer, Jim, when we had a property, um, and it was a beautiful property, and the downstairs worked really well. And because we're in various houses all the time, we're kind of visualising how space can be utilised. But we were getting foot traffic, and it just wasn't progressing. We couldn't understand why it was foot traffic. And I remember you and I spoke about it, and we said, well. Maybe we need to rearrange the furniture or something because the way that the sofas were in the lounge made the lounge look really small, but it was how yeah. the current owner used it. So we literally just moved the sofas around to, to open up the floor space and it, what a difference it made. Um, and literally the next piece of viewing that took place, the property was sold and it was a simple thing like that because it just mm -hmm. didn't it opened up the room um, and it brought the room alive a little bit and people could visualise how they could use it. So for me, that's a big thing. Um, yeah. I think living rooms and televisions have become a natural focal point as well. Um, everyone wants their TVs, don't they? You know, I think we're an, an audience now that like to be entertained, um, but you can get big TVs and then if you've got them on stand, etc., they can take up quite a lot of room and, and, and space in a house, can't they? So I think you, you need to be some, careful about you get how some you do televisions that, that are completely disproportionate to the room. Yeah. You've been in my son's house. <laughs> they had a big TV anyway, but they won an even bigger one in a competition. So they now have an eight foot TV in a room that's only about 12 foot wide. <laughs> it's like being at the cinema. <laughs> yeah. And, and, it and possibly that's, that's maybe not the right thing to do then. Mm. No, um, but they're young, so... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a focal point and a gathering point, but I think you do need to be very careful because it's not necessarily a selling point of your home, isn't it, when people walk yeah. in and see that. So you do need to be careful of that. So moving your TV might not be practical, but you can certainly kind of diminish its presence a little bit in a room by kind of decluttering around it. Try paintings, painting the walls, for instance, behind it um, in a rich colour, like yeah. navy or a deep leafy green or something like that. Be surprised mm -hmm. actually how then that makes it all blend in. So if you've got this big mounted television on a wall, suddenly actually you're not just seeing a television on a wall. It, it makes it look a bit different, doesn't it? Yeah. You actually get some TVs that will look like a picture now. You mm -hmm. know, when when it's not on, mm -hmm. it just looks like a piece of art. Which is you get some blurry. televisions that actually look like mirrors. When you switch it on, it it's, it, it just it's there. So it mm -hmm. disappears it, into the background and, and becomes a mirror um, before then. So that's oh, quite God. good as well. They're, they're all quite expensive, the <laughs> options to do that. Yeah. Um, and, and the easy one is, obviously, to, to diminish it and add things like books and artwork and accessories mm -hmm. to take mm -hmm. the viewer's attention away from the television and onto something else. I think the most important thing as well is when you're doing a viewing, make sure you just switch the television off. Mm -hmm. so, I'll tell you what, it's amazing how many you know, people out there, sellers, uh, take people around the property and actually leave the television on. Um, mm -hmm. But it's a big distraction, especially if it's something that it, it's maybe shouting or it's music, because we mm -hmm. all respond to different things. And I often come in at somebody's house and I just ask them, actually ask them to switch the television off because I get completely distracted mm -hmm. um, visually um, if I see something else and, and it takes me off what I should be talking about. Um, yeah, it, it does take your attention away a television, doesn't it? I mean, that's the whole point of it. But I'm the same as yourself. If I go into a property and the television's off, I always ask them to switch it off because they don't necessarily think about it because to them, they're just living at home, aren't they? Yeah. 
and 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 it does distract from the what you're trying to achieve and you're you're trying to achieve um a, a one-step approach by the time you walk in the door they've kind of confirmed in their mind that, that this is the property they're probably going to buy if everything mm -hmm. ticks the box so mm -hmm. if you're walking through every single every single thing you're doing and thinking about is in order to tick all these boxes all the way through based on the, the story that they've told you mm -hmm. um in the initial qualification process um that's what that's what that viewing is all about yeah you know to confirm all these points and and answer all these questions remember as well out there questions are a good sign even though it's a question you think is quite confrontational it's still a good thing because questions mean that they're trying to convince themselves to actually buy that's what a lot of people don't realize mm -hmm. a question is a is a is them handling their own objection in order to buy what you're what you've got and um, so and invite questions welcome questions and don't be too put off if it's a if it sounds like a negative question because it is for that reason um, yeah i, re I, I remember once yeah i remember once um a house sale actually was totally pivotal on whether the people left their uh, fixed to the wall tvs so yeah. people wouldn't have to, and I think there was a TV in every bedroom, one in the living room, one in the kitchen, kitchen diner sort of area. Um, but I mean, yeah, the price that was negotiated at the end, it, you know, could have bought a million TVs. Uh, you know, it's but it, you know exactly. the, the vendor because... was was like, oh, I don't, I don't, I like, I've just bought my TV. I said, like, hey, buy another one. <laughs> and that's it. Sometimes, sometimes it's just important for someone, uh, for a buyer, to actually just feel that they've got a good deal and mm -hmm. and even though they're paying maybe ten thousand fifteen thousand more for a property than they should be um you know just having the televisions thrown in um fixed to the wall is is a big thing for them yeah. and yet it's disproportionate to the amount they're actually paying extra mm -hmm. um but but it works it's mm -hmm. often uh, you know th th there's the primary reason why we leave white goods out when we're actually negotiating you know when we're doing descriptions because it's often that people come in and say, you know, is there any chance you could leave the washing machine or you could leave the cooker, the freestanding cooker? And then we go, yeah, if the price is right. That's that's a good deal. Mm -hmm. And 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 just that wee thing, you know, the cooker was going to get left anyway, to be honest, or they were going to get rid of it. But it's just that thing, that small thing, because it's the it's the human psychology about people just want to feel they've got a good deal and just getting yeah. that wee bit extra, even if it's a washing machine which might be about twenty year old. Or you know, a set of furniture which has no you know bearing on the room at all. They just feel that they've got a good deal of getting that. So that's why it's important to actually possibly be prepared um, to to negotiate these little extras, which makes a fundamental difference, but not actually put them in the primary offer in the first place. It's just a, just to provide a better deal. You know, what's your thoughts on fireplaces, Andrea? Right. Well, fireplaces. I mean, should always be accentuated. I mean, it's a great feature to have in a room. If you don't have one, is it worth putting one in? Yes, I would say so. Uh, for traditional styles, it's hard to go wrong with, you know, your candlesticks, your pokers, tongs, full whack, you know, your, your uh, fireplace furniture. Um, screens, you don't have to have an ugly open fireplace. You can put a really nice decorative screen in yeah. front of it. Uh, and as we said before there, a mirror above the fireplace, you know, the mantelpiece. Not always the safest thing to do. Use me on my safety thing again. They they do say you shouldn't have mirrors over mantelpieces, but I think yeah. everybody does. Um, and if you've got a modern fuel burning stove, then that pile of logs uh, to complement it, maybe in a nice basket. 
up beside again safety wise don't pile logs up beside right beside your fire because they go on fire anyway um and if and you've even, got even i think if, if you're if it's if it's middle of summer you know you've still got wee starters that you can just fire up the fire just for the yeah. viewing purpose yeah so that's just, what i was about to you know, say you don't need to put massive logs on anything like that just get the primary the primary bit done where it looks nice in the motif when somebody walks in the door but it's not overpowering with heat yeah i mean and you know if you're in the weather where your fire can be on if you can do that while you've got a viewing happening uh, when pictures are getting taken something like that is always adds you know a certain warmth and welcoming to your, mm -hmm. your property i think as well though if it, if it is the height of the summer and it doesn't seem quite right to do it because it looks a bit false or it really isn't needed one of the things i do because we've got the log burner is i often just put a candle inside it and then it just get the flicker of the candles as well so you're not actually generating heat but you're generating warmth if you know what i mean yeah yeah. Mind. Mm -hmm. yeah but if you've, you're not lucky enough to have a fireplace in your room you could try painting that wall um, as a feature wall or mm -hmm. putting some uh, you know nice wallpaper up onto it um, uh, you know just to accentuate that one wall give your room a feature so should we take then the opportunity to move things around then definitely <laughs> yeah um we did that recently in our own living room um not this one our other living room that i'm in not the one with the grand piano and um because it, coming into winter time uh, we just had uh, plantation shutters put on the window which was an excellent idea of mine that uh, husband eventually <laughs> agreed to <laughs> um but the you know we've had to move the settee in front of the window which we would never have done before because you would have seen the back of it yeah. but in the winter the only radiator in the room the settee was covering it so yeah. instead of having a settee sitting right out in the middle of the room, but that change has been amazing. And everybody that's come into the house has said, oh, my goodness, this room is so much bigger. Mm -hmm. But it's not. It's just an optical illusion. So, Perry, do you think the easiest way to change the look of your home is just use what you've got then, but in a different way? Yeah, I think you can just use what you've got. And I mean, I know Andrea's talked about putting the blinds up there, but there are ways of just moving things around. I did exactly the same thing in my property. So where we had our television um, and then the, the, the sofa, we literally just swapped the rooms around. And yeah. it's like you said, Andrew, it was like an optical illusion. But what we also did, we did add a new addition right now because we had quite a big bulky radiator. And what we did is we took that out so we can get the sofa pushed back. And then we just put a slim line tall one in mm -hmm. at the side. And then what a difference it's made, you really wouldn't think it, but you know, it literally was only maybe about eight inches that it went back, but it made a big difference into the layout of the room. But so obviously striking pieces of furniture make a big difference in like a statement piece, like a, a nice fancy radiator. Um, brightly coloured couches make a difference as well. You know, I like that. I've got um, kind of like a grey sofa, but then I've got a little single chair, which is like green and yellow striped. So it like totally doesn't look like it goes with the sofa, but it looks great when you put it alongside it. So I think striking bits of bright coloured furniture do make a difference. Again, a big piece of artwork's nice as well. So again, if you've got like a plain wall that you don't have a television on, um, a nice piece of artwork's good. Um, upright pianos, not all of us have got those. <laughs> yeah. Not all of us can play them either. <laughs> no, I couldn't. Things that stick in people's minds, that's what you want about about a room. They want to go into the room and then something that is, a, whether it's a splash, of, a splash of colour, a bit of individuality. Um, you want something unforgettable to be photographic moments for, for the viewer. Um, mm -hmm. I think for 
reviewers as well. You know, 12 months ago, um, when there was like half the property that there is now, then you might not necessarily have had to think out of the box that way. But I think now you, you are having to because buyers now, whether maybe they just had the one property that takes their boxes now, maybe have two or three. So it's all about the little smart things that you can do about making your stand out, isn't it? Yeah. So for me, that's it, a big thing. And it's these wee changes that will transform the way your home looks online. Yeah. Um, because people, remember, people aren't standing in your home. So we have to do as much as possible to get a two-dimensional photograph to actually look like it's emotive enough for somebody to actually inquire. Hence the reason why talking pictures and walk up and talk up videos um, and proper scripted um, approaches to things, you know, in order to tick that box in somebody's mind about, you know, to get the inquiry process uh, done through. And, and, and it really is giving your second chance of, to catch the eye of anyone who actually missed you the first time round, which is what was spoken in the beginning. The change, even... Even the streets of similar 1930s and Victorian houses, not every room has furniture in the same place. Um, moving a bed to another wall is a, is a really good one. Changing the position of a couch or an armchair, relocating a sideboard or a chest of drawers um, can all prove a valuable refresh um, mm. to your property. It definitely provide a valuable refresh to the property. Um, switching things like um, swapping items. Uh, you'd said it there the now, Perry, and I think you'd touched on it as well, Andrea, about swatting, swapping items from room to room uh, to give an entirely new different setting and mm. thinking artwork and mirrors and freestanding shelves. Uh, lamps and plants is a, mm. another classic one to use. Uh, I actually just recently... Um, uh, on, I think it was Instagram, I'd seen a, somebody who was a, a house um, stager. Mm -hmm. She said, and it was actually quite an important one, she said, actually, you know, rather than actually bring your price down by, you know, five or ten thousand pounds, why would you not just spend a couple of thousand pounds and actually get somebody, a proper house stager to actually stage it properly to maintain the price point? Mm -hmm. There's a point there. Uh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Now, I'm mm -hmm. not saying it's going to be one or two thousand pounds to get a house stager because that's mm -hmm. really taking all your furniture out and putting new furniture in. But to get somebody's professional advice, maybe for a couple of hundred pounds in order to do that properly, could mm -hmm. actually make a fundamental difference. It could be the difference between the couple of hundred pounds versus the thousands of pounds and the difference in the price point just mm -hmm. to get that person to give that professional advice. Because remember, we are estate agents, we're really good at what we've got, and we are, you know, our customers say that as well. But we can't be, we can't be everything to everyone. If that mm -hmm. makes sense. It's like your classic, you know, let's talk about doctors as a perfect analogy here. You know, you've got pediatricians, you've got ear, nose and throat, you've got, you know, you've got all different disciplines. But your normal GP that's in your surgery really can't specialise in any single one of them. They have to know everything um, to a degree, but mm -hmm. only to a certain degree. They can't know every single bit of that information. Hence the reason why they then refer you to a specialist. And that's exactly what we're talking about here right now. If it is that process, then it might mean the case of just doing something like that. So experiment yourself as well and take snaps on your phone to see how it looks at how how it looks and where it looks and if it looks good and where it looks good. So you've got a number of different ways that you can do that in terms of there. So I think that's quite important as well. So the other one for me, Andrea, is probably mm -hmm. remove the if you've got too much furniture, we've, we've recently just touched on it, and it blocks the sunlight at the window and it covers up some uh, clear, you know, floor space, which is actually quite instrumental in making the room look a lot bigger than it is. Um, the trick is finding the sweet spot, and this is the key here. So the trick is finding the sweet spot 
that allows your home to shine while remaining comfortable enough in a place to actually live in. That's key and fundamental to you. So it's getting into that mindset. It's disrupting someone. It's disrupting someone in their mind. That's what this is all about. It's actually occupying that mind space. You've got a limited amount of information you could retain at any one point in time. So what is going to get somebody to stop in their tracks and actually say, oh, that looks good. So it's just that initial sound bite in the beginning that'll make a fundamental difference. It's that introduction to that right photograph. Mm-hmm. You know, it could make that could make that difference between someone clicking through and not clicking through to your property. That's important as well. You know, the, the internet and social media is not about selling your property. It's about marketing your property. It's Absolutely. about getting someone to pick the phone up. It's not getting someone to, because often you get that where people say, it should be sold by now. That will sell quickly. And it's like, well, how do you know? You've never been in the house. You're only going on the pictures in the description. And and that's great. You know, that's a great compliment, but you've never been in the house. So mm-hmm. how can you make that assumption that it's going to sell quickly if that's the case? Well, those so things we all, we always talk about those things, Jim, don't we? And they're the pictures, the description, the video, they're all the teasers, aren't they? They're all kind of doing like say 75% of the work. But the main part of it is that last 25% and getting them over that threshold and then how you can make that wow. You talked about the staging thing there. I think that is a really important thing because actually it's human nature as well. We collect all these things through our lives, don't we? As as our family's growing, as we're growing, a lot of things that we have in our houses have emotional attachments to them. So actually we don't notice that having a sofa, two chairs, three tellies, five of whatever else is, is too much. And so sometimes actually you just need that person to kind of step back and say, maybe actually just move that there take that out do that there you're not getting rid of anything you're just realigning it through the house in a way actually to appeal to others not to satisfy your own emotional connection to how you currently have it and i think that's a hard thing for people sometimes isn't it possibly debate as well to to someone it's it's possible you with that acquisition of all that furniture you should actually consider actually putting some into storage on a Mm -hmm. temporary basis just to get Mm -hmm. out of the way because mm-hmm. do you really need the two armchairs and the sofa in the actual living room? You know, mm-hmm. do you ever use it? I mean, you know, the cats. Cats have the armchairs. <laughs> <laughs> we have the sofa, the cats have the armchairs, and that's the only reason we use them. So do we actually need them in that room when we ever come to sell it? Will it look overpowering if we have all that in that room? So that's mm-hmm. the kind of things you've got to do. So, yeah, seriously consider actually potentially putting your stuff into storage or even shoehorning it all into the garage. Everybody mm-hmm. knows a garage is a garage. It's four walls. They know the size of it. They open the door. And even though you've got all your furniture in there, they know how far it goes back and they know the space that's going to be available because garages don't really change. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's the footprint you've got and you know what you're getting. Whereas a house is a completely different proposition. It's got walls. It's got doors. It's got partitions. It could all change inside from the footprint it, it initially takes up. So that's why it's important to have a house staged. But a garage doesn't need to be unless it's got an outstanding workshop to the rear or mm. you've got something, you're a mechanics, you know, den to the side or something like that. That's the only reason you'd ever want anybody to see inside the garage to, yeah. to a huge degree. So you could put all your furniture into the garage and all the stuff that you don't need uh, in there and just keep it in there. I mean, mm. you know, I, 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 I've yet to find anybody say, well, I'll keep my car in the garage. I was just going to say that, Jim. I don't think there is a single viewing that I have ever done where someone says to me, 
I need to put my car in a garage. Everyone says the garage is whoever parks, who parks in a garage now? Everyone uses it for storage. Yeah. The only person I know that keeps their car in a garage is a couple of doors down from me and he's an estate agent. <laughs> yeah, but, but some people, you'll get few and far between. It's very rare now that anybody actually uses yeah. a garage for keeping their car anymore. You know, it's, um, it, is, it is mainly things like it's mountain bikes, it's road bikes, it's, uh, it's all this... If it's me, it's like it's old washing machines that you think you could reuse all the parts for, um, or or it's a it's a van that you're still not got around to selling on, um, and it's still it's sitting in the garage. In case your yeah, down. Uh, you know, Benetton T's made spare parts from 1971 in case it comes back into fashion. <laughs> you know, you know, all your record collection that you can't store in the house anymore. All these different fundamental things you you tend to just dump into the garage. At some did point, you get the teeth made off green shield stamps, Joe. <laughs> I did actually <laughs> from the co-op. <laughs> um, so uh, these minor tweets uh, we've just spoken about about removing furniture and making sure you put it in the storage or redesign it or moving it about. Um, um, it, 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 it can make a fundamental difference in the beginning. Uh, what about you know? What about let's go into things like um, replacements. What should we be doing about replacements then? Well, most people delay in replacing the furniture until they've actually moved property. Yeah. They'll have things on order, getting ready to be delivered for the big day. Um, but sometimes it would actually be better just to get that replacement furniture now and put it in your existing house, stage it, and, um, you know, it'll look so much better. That's it's not really always the best point, option. Isn't it? Yeah. That's a really good point. It's a, you know, that's like, that's like my, that's like, I tell you what, this reminds me. This reminds me of when my dad used to buy a brand new car and all throughout the life of the car that we had it, he insisted that he keep the plastic on the on the chairs. And and we used it to the point where he actually went to trade it in for the next car and then that's when all the plastic got taken off and somebody got the best use of it. That, that mm. makes no sense at all when you think about it, but it's like, yeah. you know, it was this old mentality about a better, a better look after things. Yes, get new furniture because it will make a fundamental difference. And you're going to be taking it to your next property anyway. So if you're going to your next property and you're having your furniture, buy it now. Really consider mm -hmm. buying it now. Get rid of the old tatty furniture that you're wanting rid of and actually putting that in your house to stage mm -hmm. it. Many, many yeah. times I go to properties and they say that, oh, just ignore that sofa because I'm getting a new one when I move. And I'm thinking, actually, well, maybe you need to do that now because it would make this room look so much nicer. <laughs> and it's yeah. little things like that. I did it myself when we recently moved. We were like, well, we'll buy a new sofa, but we'll wait till we move. And I'm thinking, mm, that doesn't make any sense. So it, it is a case of looking at what you can replace now, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. It's because the new furniture, it can help sell your home, obviously, because it'll, it'll just make it look so It also so much has better. that new furniture smell, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, I was just going to say mm. that. You know, it gives a certain smell to the room it's like a new car smell mm -hmm. um especially if you've gone for leather that will always uh, have such a new car smell is actually a spray yeah yeah they don't, don't actually they don't actually they used to have that new car smell but they actually they actually bottled it into a spray and every single car more or less gets sprayed with that before they actually let people see it now yeah yeah you can actually buy the little uh, air freshener trees with new car scent <laughs> <laughs> so you can do that for houses as well though you know mm -hmm. that's that's the one about you know the febreze that's the one about the gel you know the wee gel packs out of home bargains mm -hmm, yeah. for a pound for three of them take the peel the gel off stick them at the back of the door make sure it's lavender 
or oxygen or you know cotton smell the, these different things that are actually advertised on the television all the time with the advert that says it's fresh you know mm-hmm. I, I still go back to saying that's you know who determined that mint is fresh for cleaning your teeth mm. because it's not it could be chocolate but it could be the same thing it could be chocolate flavor you know mm-hmm. but you wouldn't clean your teeth with chocolate flavor toothpaste would you but it's no. exactly the same product and all they're doing is changing the taste I'd give it a go. <laughs> <laughs> but you see what I mean? You know, uh, there'll be people out there, and myself included, when you says, you, you know, just use chocolate toothpaste every single day, you would go, wait a minute, that would rot my teeth. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. It's only the taste that you're changing. Mm-hmm. And yet people would automatically think that, that would rot their teeth. See that, menta- that mental mm-hmm. shift in your mind? That's why it's important <laughs> to use the right emotive smells when people walk in the door. So mm-hmm. make sure you lose, you choose, you, you use the loo long before somebody <laughs> arrives. <laughs> Sorry, I have to get that one in somewhere. Um, make sure you strike a match. <laughs> and, and if you, and if you, I make sure all the methane's gone though. <laughs> you'll blow the house up. <laughs> Oh dear. So whether you're upsizing uh, (laughs) whether you're upsizing to gain more bedrooms or downsizing for less to clean, the sizes of the individual rooms between your current and future home may be quite similar. Uh, As an example, and in any given neighbourhood, the size of reception rooms in classic Victorian terraces or the 30s semis can be very similar in those with three and four bedrooms. Yeah. Mm Yeah, it's all the same, isn't it? It's usually typically the the, the, the exact same size. It's usually about three and a half by four uh, in terms of meters, and then it's usually about probably about two two and a half to three meters high in terms of the ceiling. Um, and it's a it's a it's a it's a format they used every single time. So yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, it's it's a good point, Andrea. Um, so have you you spotted that fabulous couch and comfy armchair, or even a chandelier for your next living room? Uh, perhaps a bed with a gorgeous headboard has caught your eye, or a beautiful print or painting. If any of them will fit in your current home, why not add the glamour to your photos and viewings? So, as I say, if you're purchasing for your new home, if it'll fit in your existing home, use it and and get the best you can for um, your pictures, your videos, and everything for your the home that you're it's selling. A, it's really a bit of smart thinking uh, around your furniture. And you'll you'll really thank yourself on the moving day and haven't replaced the pieces you plan to upgrade anyway. Uh, And and with a a merciful shorter uh, to-do list, because then you're not then having to go and do that again because you've done it already. So your new home will be ready for its public appearance as soon as you move in. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Especially in today's world when we're actually having to wait so long for delivery of materials, etc. Things are taking longer to come, aren't they? I think people, again, it's a human nature, isn't it? When we make decisions on things, we expect it to happen, right? It's going to happen now. But actually, the reality is it could take three, four, five months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and that's it. And it could be delayed as well because yeah. of things like border stuff and all the rest of it. Um, mm-hmm. So if that then happens and you don't expect that to happen, you're probably better actually ordering it now, putting it in your, your, your house that you've got just now, and then taking it with you when you move to the next one. So you definitely know you've got it, rather mm-hmm. than this horror story where you get to your next house, you've thrown all your old furniture out, and you sit for the next three weeks on blow-up furniture because you thought your stuff was arriving today. Yeah, not good. <laughs> so what about, right, Perry, this is your bit. 
luckily it's with textiles. Textiles. So what are we so, doing here? You know, what would you do here? Oh, for me, I mean, everything, everybody knows that home looks good if it's got additional textiles and colours. Um, yeah. So for me, it really is about fabrics um, and tying a room together with that. You know, and you can do that through colour. I'm not saying have a multicolour rainbow in a room, but, you know, you pattern textiles are good. Um, you can move like chilly echoes of things. So if you've got like sometimes whites and blues and that can look quite cold, can't they? So I think just warming them up. Um, yeah. Can add also fabrics can add a bit of acoustics to a room as well. So you know they can make a room. You're not got that echoiness walking or you're sitting in a room. So it's nice to have that kind of comfort as well. So I think introducing new textiles to your room can instantly restyle your existing furniture. So it goes back to mm. what we said earlier on. You don't necessarily have to be replacing big bits of furniture that perhaps an expensive item. You can do it with like accessorising and just making something that's maybe older or not what you plan to have in the future jazz it up a bit and actually it looks like a whole new piece of furniture because you've put these yeah. additional textiles on it um, and gives your whole new look to your photographs as well. Um, I mean, our photographer is fantastic with that as well. She she can kind of move things around in a room as well like that and in the smaller items and make it really pop. And I think that's the thing. It goes back to what we said at the beginning. It's about what's going to capture someone, what's going to instantly make them feel that that room is welcoming to them and, and memorable. Yeah, yeah. So I think if you're keeping the stunning velvet Chesterfield, um, chuck a throw across it. I mean, I used to have those in my old house, as, as you saw, Jim, but, you know, I'm putting throws over them and putting cushions over them that can warm them up because Chesterfields they look great. They can be quite cold looking, can't they? Um, and they take up quite a bit of room in a, in a house. Especially so I think... leather couches. Leather mm -hmm. couches often wear um, quite badly after time and they look yes. very worn. So putting a throw is a great idea for that. Mm -hmm. I think throws, um, not just the fact that you, it can kind of camouflage, but also it makes it look warmer, but you can use all different colours, contrasting colours as well, and you've got scatter cushions again that you could use. So again, you know, in my home we've got like a grey sofa, but I've got bright yellow scatter cushions, so again it's just about making it pop a little bit. Um, I think looking at all the different sizes within what you're putting into your designs as well um, can make a look a room look maybe formal it can make it look more casual so don't yeah. be afraid to kind of mix it up a little bit is what i would say different shapes and fabrics um do add a friendlier feel i think and it's a bit warming to a room um and actually i think it shows that you've kind of thought about it, it goes back to what you said earlier jim if people are seeing that they're thinking well this is nice oh i like that well that's warm so it's all those positive things that are happening and then the that mindset that that individual has when they're viewing that then follows through the rest of the house because their their expectations heightened if they've gone into a room that's like that to then yep. make the rest of the rooms deliver. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. New rug, instant pop to the floor, things like that. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. for there is sometimes I'll actually when I take a photograph, I'll take the rug away from the floor because it makes it look a lot bigger, mm -hmm. uh, and then I'll put the rug back. But sometimes the rug in a room can actually make the room feel a lot warmer mm -hmm. um, because it does look too clinical and sterile. And, you know, in terms of the, the way it's laid out and everything like that. So I think a rug will help the floor pop and even with the zoning as well. But consider the size of the room, as I said. Uh, mm -hmm. Busy designs are better suited to larger areas. Uh, for smaller spaces, go for a simpler design uh, with an interesting possible texture. You know, is that mm -hmm. a good idea, Perry? Yeah, absolutely it is. I think that you can go for plain or you can go with something that's colour popping with textures. Um, you know, there's, a, there's quite a lot of kind of fur type 
um, products out at the moment seems to be the thing and nice for winter time so you might even have to switch it out you know you might have a winter rug you might have a summer rug goes back to what Andrea was saying about the shutters and moving things around you yeah. know it might how you stage a house depends on what time of year it is as well I would say mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. absolutely but I think the big thing for me as well one of the things I, I can't bear is you know if you go into a room and the rug is all you see uh, and you can't see anything else yeah, it's, it's too big it's overpowering and I think you have to be mindful as well of actually what flooring you put down so you know people put rugs on carpets as well it's not just used for wooden so I think it depends really what's what's going to be underneath that rug um, and yeah. surrounding it so what can you see when it's done mm. um, as you said you have busy to are better suited to larger areas I think yeah if you're putting a rug on a, a, a wooden floor or laminate floor and it's near a window you do have to be careful that the, when the sun shines on it you're going to be left with a dark spot mm -hmm. on your wooden floor. Yeah. Um, yeah. So when you move out and you suddenly see, oops, <laughs> mm -hmm. the floor's there, well, maybe you just need to leave the rug. <laughs> yeah, it's what true. What about things like bedding as well? You know, is that something we should be doing? Oh, definitely. That's a big thing for me, bedding. Um, there's nothing worse when you go into a property and the bed's like half made or you've got like a lumpy duvet or actually it can sometimes look like someone's still in there the way it <laughs> And, and it doesn't look great, does it? I like new crisp bedding. It's a quick win as well for people. White linens are always a good thing. Um, they go with everything, so you can accessorise it as well. Um, if you think about when you go to all these luxury hotels, they all have white linen, don't they? And we'll, we'll go in and go, oh, God, this bedroom's beautiful when you walk into a hotel room and it always looks really smart, but it's always white linen that they have. But it doesn't need to It doesn't need to break the bank, does it? Because you no. can literally get bedding sets for like £22 at Argos and at Amazon and places yeah. like that. Easily, Absolutely. a local bedding shop as well, you can get that. Mm -hmm. So all you're doing is replacing the, the bedding covers at the top. Mm -hmm. at, the very, at the very least, just the duvet cover and the pillow covers. If anything, um, you know, nobody's going to see underneath that. So no. if they look pretty tired right now, spend the 20, 25 quid and, and change these covers for, for mm -hmm. a better a better cover. That And again, it comes to this new smell when you mm -hmm. walk in the door. It mm -hmm. just that itself, you just, it overpowers the room with the new, the new yeah. smell when you open it, doesn't it? It does, absolutely. And I think if we're talking like going with crisp plain colours, like a white, for instance, you can really pair that with some sumptuous bedspreads as well that make the rooms again that's that color and yeah. texture pop um and luxurious layering as well but actually it's not luxurious as you said jim you can go down to leaving high street going to b m's or home bargains or something and get one for like 15 quid it doesn't need yeah. to be a lot of money that you're spending but actually what it adds to that room could be thousands of pounds because it'll get you your buyer so it's, it's little things that you can do that just make it more beneficial for you and get, well, that's get that into things like bathrooms and that and you've got towel robes mm -hmm. and towels and everything mm -hmm. there's nothing worse than walking into a bathroom and you see an old tatty towel hanging on the rail mm -hmm. yeah and yet the bathroom they've spent an absolute arm and a leg on the bathroom or the shower room and it's and it's like five or six thousand pounds and then you see the towels lying on the you know the the corner or there's an insistence to put back the the toilet cover on the seat and you know the bar, the, the the toilet, the the cover around the bottom, the bottom of the toilet. Yeah. It's like get rid of these things. Yeah. They're harbour for germs as well, mm -hmm. so they often have a, a real smell from bacteria. Um, yeah. Even though you wash them, it's still actually, and it still gives that old sort of feeling. You mm -hmm. know, I hate I to say it is. It does, doesn't it? It's just yeah. like it just gives. It just it just reminds people of something that's old, even though mm -hmm. your place is completely new. 
in the knitted dolly toilet roll cover. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's maybe your granny or great granny had it, and it's and it's been in your family for generations. But that is the time to actually put it away, mm-hmm. and actually, you know, for for that purpose, because it does actually then, you know, it, it, and then it, it it drives all these emotions for someone. Notice how I'm talking a lot about emotions all the time, all the way through mm-hmm. this. Because that's the, that's what makes people buy. It's yeah. emotions that made people buy. Very few people buy on logic. Mm-hmm. They, they determine what happens is it goes straight to their brain and the emotional side, and then it goes to the logic side, and then they go, yeah, that sounds logical, and yep, yeah. and it goes back to the emotion side, and they go, yeah, it's brilliant, I love it, and it's yeah. all within that instant. Yeah, so you've got to, you've got to make sure it's emotionally <clears throat> led. Yeah, it does go a lot in emotions. Uh, I don't know what the percentage of people that just go on the looks of a room at all when they're viewing. Um, but I know when I've been like viewing houses or going around houses, I'm not necessarily looking at how they furnished it or where yeah. things are placed. I'm looking for, right, is there chips in the woodwork around the door? You know, the little things that you're, the little finger marks beside on the you know, on the wallpaper, a wee bit of yeah. torn wallpaper beside the light switch. Uh, how's it been finished along the skirting boards? Is it going to need work there to you know to get the, the actual? And then that's tallying up the cost. The that's that's that is, that's the logical yeah. side comes to the cost, and then the emotional side decides is that worth it? Is, is yeah. it really important for me? Yeah. So that, get yourself some rolled fluffy towels, hanging robes, look wonderful in the bathrooms. You know, proper nice good ones that you mm-hmm. you know. I'm not suggesting you get not them use. I'm not, I'm not suggesting you get them at the hotels, um, but <laughs> but something like that. I mean, that's why do you think the hotels do that? You know, they're no daft. I mean, you could take a leaf out of their book straight away as soon as you walk into one of the rooms, and you could stage your room just like that. It, it is the bare basics in most most places, but it still looks fantastic when you walk in the door. Yeah, it's the basics done well, isn't it? And I think that's the yeah. thing. And I think for a bathroom, for me. I did a pre-portal the other day in this four-piece bathroom. Oh, my God. It's just absolutely stunning. The one that we've got coming on in Schooney Crescent. It's just beautiful. And that had a spa feel to it. But it was really simplistic, but it was just beautifully done. And it was little things just placed in the right places. And it was about that. It was about creating that spa-like feeling when you went into it. It literally did feel like you were walking into a hotel suite. And it was brilliant. That then comes down to accessories with style, really. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know what, what? What should we do near then? So accessories, why you know it's extraordinary how much you can transform the look and feel of a of a, of a room with a few additional bits. Yep. Um, whatever your style, you know a room just you want it to be nice, don't you? Um, there's stacks of inspiration out there. You can go online, like you say. You TikTokers are brilliant for just now it's for showing all you. All over Instagram. Yeah. And all over Instagram, you, you have so much that you can actually see now that you can kind of have a look at. Um, you can go online and do it. You can go your high streets. Um, I'm one of these people I quite like. I'm old style, so I quite like the old uh, house moving and magazines. I quite like sitting looking through those and see what's mm-hmm. coming in. They, they usually come out every three or four months and it gives you a good idea of what's coming on in the season. And it's a good way to pick out colours and, and textures and, and ideas how you could accessorise. Um, but I think it's particularly effective when you accessorise well, because it really does make your viewings um, pop, but your photos pop as well. And as we said earlier on, people will say, well, I can't see how that's not sold yet. But it's all the things beforehand, all the teasers, the photos, et cetera, as we've previously yeah. said, that are going to get people through the door. And you need your photographs to stand out 
above everyone else's. It's amazing. I mean, people say, I can't believe it's no sold yet. And it's like, well, we're not even going on a website yet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like, that's why it's still it's still in the process of actually getting going on. Yeah, exactly. So it's like the expectation almost, like we've got to, it, it should have been sold by now. Well, it's mm -hmm. not even got to a website yet. So this mm -hmm. is normal practice for this to happen. Yeah, and exactly. I'll tell you what as well, the sometimes, this is emotionally led just to come back to that point, Sometimes you will, once in a blue moon, you will get somebody um, that's seen the property online. They've actually come to the door and they've immediately said, this isn't for me. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what? But yeah, now it's a testament to what we've done online and the mm -hmm. marketing strategy. Mm -hmm. um, but you just can't replace that feeling that somebody gets when they yep. walk walk up to the door, isn't it? You know, I've Absolutely. had that a, a few times where they've just opened the door and they go, this isn't for me. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we'll go round, but... You know, and and for me, it's a learning curve. I will still take someone round, and I'll learn all the bits of why now this isn't for them, and an exploration about how to then get it better next time. Mm -hmm. On that, on that instant access and instant viewing, what? Why mm -hmm. is it not for you? You know, where is it all about? But do it skillfully. Uh, mm -hmm. the so let's get back to the accessories then. What are we talking about then? Yeah, so I mean, for me, one of the things that I really like now, um, and they don't take up much room, is those floating shelves that you get. I think that yeah. they're really fantastic because they're not bulky looking and you're not seeing all these straps and everything on the walls, which kind of detract from the look. But I think floating shelves look great. Um, they're good for arranging like a few good books on, maybe some small plants, a couple of pictures of your family, like special little decorative things that you might want to put. Mirrors are really good as well for adding depth, um, light and glamour to a space. But as Andrea says, maybe not put it above the fireplace. <laughs> not necessarily a good thing. Um, but I think mirrors as well are good for kind of the outdoors feel. So, you know, if, for instance, you've got, like, say, by folding doors, patio doors, and then you've got mirrors on the wall opposite, you've got that reflection. So, again, it's yeah. that illusion of space and, and warmth and outdoors, indoors, vice versa. Um, so... I'd even recommend putting mirrors in every room. I think actually I've got mirrors in every room when I think about it now. Um, and I think they're a good thing for just brightening the rooms up on a nice sunny day as well. When you've got light streaming in your windows, it's again reflecting off the mirrors and can make it quite nice as well. You do need to be careful with that because sometimes it can be over overly bright. But, you know, there's ways that you can stage that. Yeah. Um, I think art, we've, talk, we've talked about artwork. I think if you have decided to and opted for bare walls, which actually we're seeing quite a lot now, you know, you're either getting that kind of feature wall with paper or the rest of the walls are, are just painted. You, that, we've kind of gone back to that, haven't we? There's loads, so, yeah, the artwork and stuff like that, there's loads of local artists uh, <laughs> round about the Fife area, you know, in East mm -hmm. Newk over at St Andrews. There's loads of photographers as well mm -hmm. um, on all the social media pages because a lot of areas have photography pages you know, mm -hmm. actual groups. Um, so you can go into them and find really good photographers and actually mm -hmm. possibly say, any chance I could get that print that you've just done of the St Andrews Cathedral or, mm -hmm. or the, you know, the East Newt Harbour um, on, mm -hmm. on a canvas and I could mm -hmm. put it on the wall. So there is loads of really good photographers out there and artists uh, locally as well. So I would recommend uh, explore that opportunity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Interesting you say that, actually, because I did exactly that. Um, through gifts and gibbles actually they had some artwork on their web page and i ended up buying a, a boat piece for my bathroom and it's just loads of splash of color but it's brightened up that whole kind of area so yeah i think where we are and and again a lot of people who live in this area live here because what surrounds us i mean we're very fortunate in fife it's just so beautiful here but a lot of people want to bring some of fife into their homes so again mm -hmm. the artwork can do that as well as you say by supporting kind of local people in our communities which is a great thing um 
but it also can add a lot of elegance to a room as well as colour, can't it? You get so many beautiful frames um, that you can put them in. And again, if you do want to have some of your personal photos up, think about how you're putting them, you know, how you're, you're decorating the photograph. So, you know, what, what surrounds are you putting there? What frame are you putting there? And is it matching with everything else in the house? But those things can add pops of colour as well. Um, because you can get bespoke ones. So I think that really makes a, a room look nice and colourful as well. Yep. Lighting. So what, else you, what else do you think would do? Oh, lighting, probably in particular, mm -hmm. um, for, especially for winter viewings, mm -hmm. go for daylight light inside. So it's a white light, um, not a not a yellow light, because yellow light is pretty dingy and dark. So go for a daylight light. You get great LEDs, replace your old incandescent lights. It take about five years to warm up before the room gets bright. Um, that's not what you should be using for the investment in proper lighting. That's really important. So think about things like also table lamps in the corner, floor lamps. Remember to use bulbs again, as I said, with a bright and white light. Um, so daylight is usually one. Cool white is a good one as well. Mm -hmm. um, Post soaps and soaps and dispensers. You know. Um, I think it's Bayless and something else. That's it. Just me. I tell you what. I don't know what it is, but it's it's a nice container. It, it mm -hmm. comes in, so it looks nice mm -hmm. and it looks it and it sets it off. So it might be a wee bit more expensive, but it is luxury accessories to accentuate the bathroom. Even though you've got a tired bathroom, that will make a fundamental difference to it overall. Um, mm -hmm. And and along with you know maybe I don't know maybe you should use. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about. Um, medicine uh, bottles and stuff like that if they should all be sitting about if toothpaste should be sitting mm -hmm. about as well maybe yeah. then tuck these in the in the cupboards or out the way for the viewing itself your old you know your glass that you always rinse your mouth out and you know make sure that's all clean and tidy they're going to leave that in there and um, because it's sometimes all hideous and hazy and mm -hmm. needs a good wash um it doesn't look good and, and then mold and everything like that make sure that's all sorted out as well so Hide any non-designer product, products and cabinets and probably maybe accentuate the designer ones a bit more because it does give that Instagram sort of feel and lifestyle oh. that, that people want because, again, it's lifestyle they're, they're buying your house for. It's not it's not because it's got, you know, it's not clinical because they've already proved that to themselves. It's got four rooms, it's got three rooms, it's got two receptions, it's got a dining kitchen. That's what they want. That's why they're at your house. All they need to do is, is it the house I really want? Is it my dream home? Does it is it the next step to my dream home? possibly for them. So look at each of your rooms for opportunities to add final finishing touches. Small gestures uh, go a long way in creating a wonderful and a thoughtful, welcoming atmosphere. Mm -hmm. What's the final word on this when we wrap up, Andrea? I would say um, if you love your home, other people will love it too. Yeah, good. That's and a really good like you, it's Sarah Beanie used to say that all the time. How on earth, and I remember all the time, how on earth do you expect anybody else to love your home if you don't love it yourself? Eri, mm -hmm. what's your thoughts on this finally? I think for me, restyling your home can be enjoyable and rewarding. Um, it's something I enjoy doing. It's a good experience. Um, it can add a whole new lease of life to your property and it doesn't need to be expensive. And I think by doing that, you are demonstrating to people that your property is loved and you're giving them all that positive emotion that's going to hopefully get you a great sale. Yeah. I mean, these are the time of years that the sales are in full swing. There's plenty mm -hmm. of bargains, retail therapy to be had if that's this kind of thing you're wanting. You can, be, you can be very cost effective for you. It can be very affordable to do these things, especially if you're selling your house. This is the difference between a few hundred pounds to get thousands more. Don't have that broke mentality. 
don't have that thing about you know you don't have the right investment for your property to get that wow factor and that's it thank you very much for coming on the show guys if anybody's got any questions later on please feel free to message us direct um, or you can just comment on the post and we're more than happy to come back to you um, and, and until next week um, it's bye bye from us bye bye <laughs> take care